All right, we're here. Another day. Another day on Twitch. Yeah, we're, yeah, okay. yeah, we're, we're live. On? We're on. Here we are. Here we are. I didn't Damn, see I like any. that hat. I like that hat. Look He's like the fucking hat. Undertaker. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's like fucking... Right? Like some kind of like rock and roll renegade kind of there with that hat, you know? It's like... Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with my... What did, uh, what did AJ call it? Quaker hats. <laughs> when I... I, yes. When I jumped on with him, he was like, "I'm gonna match you. I'm gonna go get my hat." And we, he put it on, <laughs> and uh, we were talking about like how we were complimentary, and he was he was like, two handsome men in Quaker hats." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, man." Bacon. Bacon is my Interruption! I was gonna do the hold up, <laughs> but that was better. Nice. There's no time like today to take care of your your hygiene. Indeed, indeed. And one of those things that can help you, if you're a man or a woman, even yeah, uh, Manscaped. Manscaped can help you with their uh, their lawnmower 4.0. Yeah. Uh, their lawnmower 4.0 has skin-safe technology. It's a ceramic blade. It's waterproof. It's got a nice little uh, LED light, so this way you can mm-hmm. see underneath all those those crevices. Shave your privates in the shower in the dark. Don't actually do that. Don't do that. But they, you that, could. Yeah, you could with Manscaped. Because you have a light. Indeed, indeed. And for guys, uh, listen, uh, the perfect package point, uh, 4.0. Yeah is like where it's at for you guys because well, it comes with not only the lawnmower not only the weed whacker for your ear and nose holes well we got one so yeah so bring it up real quick what you also get so yes for one you get the lawnmower 4.0 which is ceramic blades it's not going to cut you it gets it's got a guard so you can you know make sure that you got a trim in some spots you got yes. to the skin in other spots you make sure that that bean bag's shiny you know, we also have some... Package that beanbag in... Underwear. The underwear. Yeah. It's got the, uh, the little ball pouch. It does have the ball pouch. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Separate. It's technology. Um, this right here... I like this. ...is for when you are shaving your balls. Yeah. It's little placemats, so this yeah, it's way... Like, it's like a newspaper. Yeah. But then you just... You, you shave them. You crumple it up. You throw it away. No mess. No huss. No fuss. Yeah. Right? Is that, it's is also that got it some. It's it's got some fun, funny articles in it. It as does. Well. It so does. It does. One you. Read. I recommend you definitely read it, yeah. but not while you're shaving your nuts. No. Uh, there's the ball deodorant. Yes, I, I use it every day. Crop preserver, and the crop reviver. I don't use it every day, but I have used it plenty. It is of times. pretty fantastic. You need that midday spritz. Yep. Just psst, psst, go for it. Freshens you up right away. Who doesn't love a little spritz on the bean bag? Exactly. And where do I keep it all? Well, right here, the shed, baby. You know what? The shed is a pouch for the things to clean your pouch. Exactly. Right? Right. I use it personally for my toilet trees when I travel. You do. I've it's, seen it. I, I've got. I've got multiple. I've got a few of them. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So yeah. Go ahead, manscaped.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD. You get 20% off this entire order plus free shipping. 
Uh, not only can you get the Perfect Package 4.0, but you can sign up for their program where they will send you new stuff automatically. New blades. Every month, every two months, every three months. You decide. You decide what you need. If you need new blades every three months, they'll send you new blades every yes. three months. If you want to check out uh, maybe the crop mops. I can't talk about the crop mops enough. They're my favorite thing. Yes. Uh, get those. Get those every month. When you anyway, come and you hang out with us and we see you and stuff like that, we always have crop mops on our person. So yeah. It's make like sure a business card, us. but for Manscaped and not us. Yes. So go ahead. Yeah. Manscaped.com. Promo code BACONPOD. 20% off. Free shipping. Call it a day. Thank you very much. Yeah. Never underestimate a good hat. <laughs> I am a hat guy. I, I have Obviously, so many, I am. <laughs> I have so many hats these days. Hats and shoes, man. Those are my accessory du jour. I, uh, yes, yeah, shoes. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I did. I have so many shoes. It's, yeah, it's I'm ridiculous. Not, I'm not really a shoe guy. I, I just started kind of becoming a shoe guy where I, mm. I have more than one pair of shoes. That's that's me, not me being a, a shoe guy. Yeah, I have one of those like hang over the the closet door. Yeah. thing with like 20 like spots for shoes and I have that filled and then I have boots and shoes that are by the door <laughs> like I think I have like two sne- two pairs of sneakers and like fucking dress shoes and that's it <laughs> yeah I just I, I, I like shoes like I, I, I use shoes like a car I just like right. run it to the ground and then when there's fun when it smells to like smells too much to bring into the house or if there's a hole somewhere in the the, and then it's like, all right, gotta get the shoes. Oh, see, man, I I got I, I got show shoes. Oh yeah, see that's right. I gotta have show shoes that I only wear at shows, <laughs> and then yeah. and then I have like the daily shoes, and depending on the weather, and then I have to have shoes that like like when I go do the conferences with you, yeah. I have to have shoes that I can wear on a plane. I can also wear with shorts, but I can also wear to a dinner. Mm-hmm. So I have like sneakers that are leather that like look good in different situations and then i gotta have boots for the winter i'm super excited because uh for a little while like during the pandemic uh it the black on black on black adidas shell tops were hard to find and if you could find them they were they were way they were uber expensive in my size finally popped up again at a reasonable price so i'm back in business i like the i got my adidas right now Oh, there you go. Right now. Hi. So today, skate shoes, and I've got my <laughs> slippers. I, I have, I have a it's pair. Of skating, I do. Actually, so I'm not a shoe person. I am definitely a slipper person because I have house slippers, but then I also have house slippers where the toes are open, mm. and then I also have a pair of studio slippers, and then I have a pair of waterproof. Outdoor slippers for when I walk around when I bring the See, kids to school. You're a shoe guy. You're a shoe guy. So, I'm a slipper guy. I'm, I'm a comfort shoes, guy. Man. You you are you are you are. A as long guy. as you're wearing those open-toed ones with socks, that's how like dads do it, though, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? You got kids, right, so you right. know. Well, well, you know what? It, during the, I use it during the summer. In the winter, I'll I'll wear the socks, but in the summer, I kind of let them fr- let them fly. I have I have house slippers, but they have fuzzy um, insoles. Yeah. So that they're just nice and warm for the winter. Because I don't like wearing socks very much. Oh, yeah. I've become a sock person for some reason. In the summer, I have the thongs because I like my toes to... uh... Oh, in between? 
Oh yeah, I like to. Feel, <laughs> I like it to feel like a uh, like a like a tight bathing suit. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> I've got very sharp opinions on this stuff. I don't know. It's like I'm, I'm of the mindset that men should never show feet in public. Oh, disgusting. Okay. Well, I won't wear them. I won't wear them in public. I'll wear them on yeah. the beach or in. That's the okay. That's yeah. the exception. Beach stuff, fine. You wear flip flops or sandals or something. That's right. Get that. But like, men who like are out in public with like, you know, sandals and stuff or flip flops. I no. yeah. No, I can't do that. I can't no. do that. Maybe it's the polar opposite because I do. I do have a thing. I like ladies' feet. I'm into that kind of thing. I, right, I'm an right, admirer. Right. You know. So maybe that's the exact opposite reaction just like there's some kind of correlation there. well but like you're like one of those dudes mm. like he is where you guys will wear like shorts in the winter oh yeah i'm right, wearing yeah. shorts until i can't basically uh, yes right yeah agree so i'm like i like I, I like bill burr's bit on that where he's like he was on stage and there's a dude in the front row and he's like he's like what are you wearing fucking shorts <laughs> he's, he's like oh he's like one of those guys that like oh my legs don't get cold <laughs> Like, like that's something interesting to mate with. <laughs> Burr is fucking great. Though. He was like, "Yeah, thanks for dressing up for the show." <laughs> oh, I have man. a forty-five degree cutoff. Forty-five is the is the marker I've noticed. Okay, okay. all I right. Can do forty-five degrees and up. It's shorts time. But oh, forty-five's got to be pants. Though. But if you're in the house, oh shorts, shorts. All like the, the second I get home, if it's cold out, pants are off, shorts are on. Oh yeah, yeah. In, oh, yeah. In, in my house it's shorts cut off, and if it's cold, I've got the um, the, the tiger print robe. Yes, yeah, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, dude, that's getting intimate. Here. It's magical. We're talking about <laughs> it's it is magical. Talking about women's feet and tiger robes. Yeah, oh, this is this is a sexy. This is a sexy twitch. We're a few sensual guys. Yeah, yeah well, we're yeah we're getting into unknown territory. Socks and sandals. <laughs> But this is what happens during the pre-production process. These kind of it is. conversations. This is true. Right? This is true. It, it's it's a way that you connect. You can't yeah. you can't just walk in and just like cold. Be no. like, okay, produce my music. Right. It's yeah. Like, you need to have yeah, these. Most of you, you can attest. More so, Jim, because like Jim comes like Mike. When you were here, you were here mostly with the other guys. But Jimmy would come. You come and we. What do we do? Like an hour of bullshitting before we oh, ever yeah. contemplate doing yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't by choice, by the way. I, I didn't ask them to come. No, I get it. But you probably would have been suffering the same fate, too, of where you just sit here and you have to listen to me rant and rave about shit. Oh, no, no. I'm like suffering that. the fate. How do you think our podcast started? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's make some music. Let's bullshit for two hours first. <laughs> it was meant to be music making. Though. We should exactly. at least make this worthwhile. Let's film it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's try and get a return on this investment. <laughs> right. And then they're like, oh, people actually care what we say? Okay, good. That's, well, still, that's still up for debate. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. Let's slow down on that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we usually are... Usually we have Twitch open. I don't even see... We don't have Twitch open right now, so... Oh, uh, yeah. I, no, I I'm, I'm, I'm like... Everybody's... We uh, have... Even, uh, anybody's even watching. G, G was here. Oh, okay. Um, I see one. All right. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm so discombobulated from being off... Uh, <laughs> We're just on. We're blindly on Twitch right now. Yeah. So you know what? Let's just. Oh, that's all right. Let's, yeah. that's all you know right. what? Just let's just let it fly. Let's yeah. just let it fly this 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 all time. Right. We're gonna do our third passes uh, on the three songs that we had third passes for. Yes. And at the very end, we'll just play the uh, the other songs. So we have adjustments to three of them. Is that what? We're yes. Doing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We Good. have. Uh, yeah. The, the, where are my notes? 
See, I'm so fucking. I'm. I am. I'm a mess, Dave. Yeah, you were all over the place. I am today. a mess. Dude, uh, you've been home for a week. What's going on? I haven't been home for a week. I've been fucking Disney. Yeah, but you've been home since what Sunday? You took Saturday? the kids to Disney. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've been home since Saturday. Come on, man. <laughs> took a train home too. Yeah. What was that about? Uh, it, it, was it was either about 22 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Between that, between besides the 22 hours, it was also uh, it was 370 dollars to get yes. us for home, as opposed to 1500 dollars. There it is. Train it is. A man after my own heart. Yeah, and he didn't yeah. have to drive. And I didn't have to drive. I could just sit back and watch some uh, Patton Oswalt. Yeah. And uh, listen to some stuff. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Good. I like um, it. But, uh, yeah, so we had some, some things and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's been two weeks, so I don't even know where we are at this and, point. And uh, so I think, okay, so what did we do here? You've got that. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? I Because you were on the notes. I have the notes up to the second pass. Oh, cool, cool. All right. Well, so, yeah, I'll, I find we did. I'll find them here. We're going to start the first one. Sure. <laughs> and I'll find my notes somewhere yeah. in this pile. Find your notes. Okay. So we're, we're going to start with how do we it. move on. Good. All right. <laughs> You'll hear differences. <laughs> I continue to chase this. Impossible dream. I knew that one day I'd face it. It was harder than it seems. There's a realization, an unbearable dream. My humiliation, disappointment inside.
All right. Dynamite. So um, one thing that we did do, so what you had asked for us to do is the, the stop in the second, going into the second chorus. Yeah. We tried, had to be like three or four different things. We tried putting it back to where it was playing straight through like it originally did. Yep, we did it the same as the first one. We did the same as the first one, whatever. We did different drums. Yep. What we ended up up with is actually adding a hit to, like, after after it stopped, Mm -hmm. adding a hit. Yeah. And then leading into the chorus, doing a, a, a like a, a quick like a do 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 fill. Yeah. Well, whatever whatever I just heard, I'm sold on all of it now. Oh, sweet, sweet. cool. Yeah. Like that all worked. That sounded fucking cohesive, all of it to me. You know, nice, good. It just went right. In. Yeah. It's like I was looking for something that I really couldn't like pinpoint exactly. That's why I was like, try this, try that. You know. Yeah. yeah. It ain't right now. It's right. Now it's like now I don't feel like okay. There's any bit of awkwardness going into that chorus anymore. Cool, nice, cool, awesome. And each one's a little bit different from the next one, you know. Yes, so that I like too. Yeah, know? we we were kind of going back and forth with the well. Do you, is stopping doing three types of stops? Is that like is that too much? Too much, is or that, is that yeah. is that going to the well too many times? And it's like, man, it, it seems to sound good. Just and. and you- given the way the whole thing unfolds like like how the part is it needs some sort of shtick there going in it just does yeah. you know, yeah. it's one of those things and but i think you hit on something this time where each one's a little bit unique in its own right but it's tight and it's cohesive sounding i think that's where it, it sounded just like it wasn't it didn't have its bearings yet and now it does you know yeah cool yeah, really cool yeah really cool nice sweet one down. No Ooh. reservations about that now. Awesome. Whatsoever. Yes. Awesome. Hoo-ha. All right. Uh, I don't Bell remember it. what. I don't remember what we got. Okay. So love the way you suffer. Uh, ah, yes. This was the um, the flange guitar broken last chorus. Yes. Yes. It was a very very simple easy thing, but it did make a lot of difference when we did it. Yeah. And I was pretty stoked on it. Cool. So, yeah, I agree too. All right, so let me Let's get have to, it. From what I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's been two weeks. All right.
So, very cool. I like it. I mean, the the, the, the sounds, effect, the effect itself might be a little wild, you know, for for now. Like, yeah, maybe like kind of dial dial in something cooler for the real deal, perhaps. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's it's a placeholder. It's a it's sure. a, an idea for sure. But uh, I like that though. You okay with it being that long? I'm I'm okay with it. It's like it's like I maybe was anticipating it to get back a little quicker, but I'm fine with that though. Actually. Like, I just like if you like that, like that, I'm I'm cool with it. You know, I was just wondering. Okay, like it's like, uh, do we need to get back quicker or not? I, it's just a question. I'm cool with it being like this. Though. Maybe it's definitely it's definitely something worth messing with when we when we start yeah. like either yeah. playing with people. Possibility. Or, or, you know it's, what I mean? Like leave that door open. I'm okay with it like this. Though, yeah, honestly, yeah. I am. Yeah. If, like if you're vibing, like, like you said, once you get players involved and it's vibing and that works great. But if you want to shorten that up, it could be like, you know, like get back in quicker, I guess maybe. Yeah. There's definitely things that I, I know that when we're playing it, and and if we're actually like playing it live, there's gonna be moments where where either of us are probably gonna be like, no, 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 let's do this now. Right. That's how I want those decisions Hold off, to be made. You know? yeah, yeah, sure. I think those decisions need to be made like that because you want to like respond emotionally like that in, right. in context with other people. Go, oh wait, this rocks. Oh wait, wait, we we shouldn't do it like this. It should be like this. Like you know. Yeah, it might be worth. I mean, um, any players that we're going to use that are from around here, it might be worth. Um, getting in the room and jamming them like a song for a while before we try to that's what i want yeah instead of instead of giving it to somebody and be like put it here's what you do yeah you know i would love that that's my preference jim what you just said right there is to actually like even if it's like a couple of times only right right stimulate band you know yeah yeah 
and not just have it be workshop studio thing, which look, everybody's doing that now. And that's fine. A lot of records, great records get made in this manner. It's not about that, but there's something to that. This music deserves that band thing. Yeah. yeah there's, there's definitely, I, I, I always like the, the feel of, being in the room and vibing off it yeah you know what i mean we're just coming we're coming at it in a different way rather than starting from zero in a room and trying to vibe off it right we're saying look here's this whole thing here's the thing if we play it like this it'll work yeah let's let's jam and see what it feels like yeah from here you know i would that's my preference for how you should go yeah. Not I, to say I, that we can't do great things otherwise, but that would be a real game changer. Right. I had that in my mind already, like for whenever it was possible. Because, because yeah. again, we don't know who's going to play on these. Yeah. Um, uh, right. If it's I, somebody from out of state or something, obviously that's not. Right. Possible. We're not going to be able to kind of do that. But, but if it um, does wind up being somebody you can get into a room with and play, yes. You know. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think uh, personally, I think like what we could do is. Uh, um, you know, we'll talk about it, but I think, I honestly think, for the most part, right? Maybe, maybe we make different concessions and stuff like that. I feel like to to jam it in a room, all we really need is a drummer. Yeah, yeah, to get a vibe. Absolute, that's absolute. all we need. To do. All we really need is a drummer, and mm-hmm. and we could play through songs, and and we could switch off bass or two guitars or whatever, whatever it may be. But right. that'll give it enough where it's like, okay, we can feel the vibe of this. We can see what happens. Yeah, that makes a lot of here. sense too. And I'm um, sure if we wanted to do two guitars and a bass, we could do that too. We, right. we definitely know enough people to be like, hey, come in, we're just jamming on this. Yeah, you know, you may or may not be on it. Right, <laughs> but just, right. Just come in and. So yeah, I, I think that's I think that's worth doing. I mean, hell, even if we're in a room with the track and we're playing and singing, we might get some of that vibe. But yeah. I think once we get a, a drummer, is going to be a big thing. I think just a, yeah, I, I think that's just the drummer is that's going to be the big part. Give it more of that live vibe kind of thing, and we can mm-hmm. we can easily do that for sure. I mean, even though like say like you guys have both been through this experience with me before, where you know. I encourage everybody to like kind of be there and play along when we're doing the drum tracks, even though they're going to be heavily edited and messed with and all that kind of stuff. But you're still laying a foundation with the energy, though. Yeah, it's like you can't replicate that later. It's like, like the drummer's going to respond to like you guys, like you can eyeball each other, and you know you're performing together. You know, even though we're going to redo the guitars and the bass and the there's still going to be a feel. Yes, you're setting a tone right out of the by all playing together you know right. i think it's necessary i mean even though there's a thousand ways to do it now you know just here you play this and send it back to me and then we'll put something down that's viable too but for rock and roll groups and hard rock and metal groups being in the room there's still nothing like that mm-hmm. you know? yeah yeah cool all right razor was the big one razor yep. razor had a lot of notes for for the second pass uh and I think, I think we did a lot of them. Um, the one thing that I, we, we were kind of unanimous with was like in the beginning, you had mentioned to just do the guitar, um, guitar only. Yeah. We tried it. It did not work. It it was yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> but well, no no no. Like it's like I could see why. Um, I could see why the idea was there, and and even going into it, I was like, cool, this is gonna work. And then once we heard it, it was like, ah oh, man, it just 
It's just yeah. there's just something about it that's not that's not clicking. But we did we did do we what we did, ended up doing was pulling back like a lot of the drums. Yeah. And just kind of doing like a kick snare, super simple, super simple, just to at least to give it some sort of uh, urgency. Yeah, because that's what I, I was just, missing. It was I think missing the, the the riff established groove. Yeah, the riff wasn't really urgent mm-hmm. enough. It and wasn't. It's not as as cool as the riff is. It's not cool enough to be by itself. Look, this yeah. stuff happens all the time. I mean, literally, this just happened to me last week. I was on the phone with my client, my buddy Sammy from Seattle, and we're discussing tracking his next song. And I, in my mind, had how it should go at the end. It was going to have a retard at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But in his initial demo of it, it was too stretched out, too dramatic. I wanted it. So I sang it to him over the phone the way I wanted to hear it, you know, start to slow down at like the halfway point of the, the last measure kind of thing. So I kind of even like kind of mimed it out to him over the phone like showing him how to do it but then when he actually did it and sent me back another demo of it he was like i don't know if he was like i don't know if i'm sold on the ending and i heard it and it just wasn't right even though it was exactly how i told him to do it i'm like right right you know and i'm like no you got to start at the the top of the measure now you know right right it just but like sometimes in your mind's eye you hear something and then you put it into play nope just not happening yeah yeah exactly this 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 was definitely one of those where it was like where it was like oh that's a good idea that's gonna work and then it honestly i think it's just that the riff isn't as strong as as you you think it is yeah (laughs) you know it needs it it, not that not not in a bad way but just that it needs padding it needs something underneath it's 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 almost like uh if if brain stew wasn't as catchy of a riff Right, right, right. Like brain stew's got that fun, catchy riff. This is not fun nor catchy. <laughs> so it needs well, a little, a little bit more help. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll take a take a listen. We should have we, we shouldn't have said anything. We should just let him hear it raw and oh. then just. Oh. It's all done now. Yeah, it's done now. Quick reminder that this show is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Mythical Beards. Check them out, mythicalbeards.com. You can get stickers, you can get hoodies, you can get all that kind of stuff. But most importantly, you can get shit for your face. Keep your beard fresh, keep it clean, keep it groomed. If it's good enough for Mick Foley, goddammit, it's good enough for us. I'm wearing the Kraken right now. I am actually wearing the Dracula. Nice. And that's why I smell like an old-time barbershop. If you go to mythicalbeards.com and use the promo code BACON15, you get 15% off your entire order. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at grillyourassoff.com, where you can also get 15% off of your order of all spices, grilling rubs. They're uh, delicious Freaking sauces. Yes, delicious sauces, all that kind of stuff. Every season is grilling season if you like to cook. Yes. So definitely check it out. Grillyourassoff.com. Use the promo code. Bacon because it'll keep grilling season all year fucking long. 15% off with the promo code. 10% off at drinkwildbills.com where you can get all kinds of great sodas, which we've seen lots of mixers for. So keep sending them in. Hashtag drinkwildbills. Hashtag what's your bacon. Send us your your beverage options. Of choice. And yes. also poddex.com. 
you can see them in another part of the show. Yes, indeed. But both of those, 10% off, you use the promo code BACON. So yes. check it out. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you got. Use them. Find them. If you can't remember what we just said, go to baconismypodcast.com. Everything's there. Check it out. Thanks for watching. All right, so I'm not sold on the beginning now. <laughs> I, I I think I think taking out the the guitars when the verse starts up. Okay, before we say anything, what do you think? <laughs> okay, um, I actually thought the intro was pretty cool. Yeah, it, you know, I I like it with that kick in there. Actually, I I would think maybe like 
maybe like start the kick slightly later than like maybe do one just one pass and it go banana 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 boom 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 like or something like that you know but like in general i like that whole thought process there mm-hmm. but i will say this i don't know where you were going mike with that but i don't like the way the first verse unfolds though. that's what i was just no. saying no 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 that, that yeah i i don't, I don't like, like that either i like everything kind of dropping verse. out i love how that's yes. I think mm-hmm. that should be like that at the top. And we'll I think worry so. about making the second verse different with something else. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I agree. Instead of making the first verse less, make the second verse more. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I, right. I, 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 that, that's, as soon as it, as soon as it came in, yeah, no, I, was no, no, like, no. I was like, ugh. Yeah. When, I don't like that at all. When it, when everything <laughs> dropped out and it was just bass, I was kind of like, oh, yes. we did that? Yeah, I forgot we did that too. And we I was did like, that? oh. And then, and then we just did the hits. And then when the hits came in, I was like, ooh. Yeah. It's like no, overthinking, it should, kind of. It should have. Yeah, and it sounds like it. It sounds like yeah. this This was overdone. Because the whole point of introing with those chords was to set that fucking up, basically. Yes. Right? yes. And then what's yes. in, it's there, you know? Right. Like, it doesn't right. disappear on you, you know? And I'm like, ooh. And that happened. I'm like, no, no. You know? Like, that's. Yeah. 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 It's like, but the intro, for the most part, I kind of dug it. Though. No, I like the intro. No, I, was, I like the intro. I, I, I just still like, the like taking, intro. taking the guitar away when the verse really starts yeah, that's up. That's the part that wasn't yeah. happening. That was yeah. awful. That was, I'm sorry. That was probably me. I think that was me. It was. I'm pretty sure that was me. He had me try all sorts of weird shit, Dave. But everything, but everything the, in the second verse sounded yeah. really right, though. And even when you guys, come, when you, the bass starts trucking along and the guitars are with it, like, like all yeah. of that was really exciting. And that should probably be there right out of the gate like that. You know? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll worry about how do we raise the second verse, throw another guitar, another little yeah. thing in there to make it fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. Give it some differentiation from the first one. But mm-hmm. but man, that's the flavor though. Right out of the gate should be the way the second verse is, you know. And uh, Jimmy was actually just saying now, like uh adding like almost like semi like aggressive almost screeching violins at some point. Like distorted in, like, the... violins. Yeah. <laughs> Over yeah. that bridge, just going, <laughs> like, yeah, like a like a whistling firework. <laughs> oh, you know who we call for that fucking thing? You know, there's there's this great violinist out there who does that rock and roll style violin, yeah. Susan Akila. Cool. You know her? Okay. You know yeah. who she is? I don't. She's she's a she's a, plays for a living. She's a violinist. That's what she does. She played with um. Nice. She played with Bocelli over at UBS when he was oh, at shit, UBS shit. in the garden. She's part. She was part of the local orchestra that backed them up, basically. So she gets those kind of gigs all the time. But she does it as part of her rock shtick too. She sings rock and roll shit, and she like does the violin rock style, basically. So nice. if we want to do that, we could probably reach out to her because I know her pretty well. I cut a couple of vocals for her. She's great, great fucking musician. She's a doll to work with. So we're thinking that. I got it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. That'd be sweet. In. Yeah. Definitely in, for sure. Sweet. So those were the three. And and I think we're all in agreement with, when it comes to, like... Yeah, it sounds the, like we're all on the same page on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> at this I think, point, yeah. I think that's where and we're at. I love the transitions to the choruses now are dope. That big fill going cool. in in the first... Co- fucking fantastic like that. And, nice. And the stop, nice. You know, it all... Like, now I feel like here's the fucking chorus, you know? Yeah. Right. Boom. Yeah. And that was the point. Yeah, yeah, that stop by when that came up to, I was like, oh yes, I, I do still really like that. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. that's there because I was I was in a bad mood for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And everything yeah. else sounded great, though. I think like all like like the breakdown of the chorus afterwards, like it's a unique thing going on there with how it's unfolding. There, it's not just typical. Okay, we're backing off the chorus and giving you the quiet chorus. It's a different kind of flavor rather than just doing the same thing. You know, cool, cool, yeah. But it achieves the same purpose, though. Like you know, right. backing away from it so it blows up on you again. You know, for sure. Nice, yeah. for sure. That sounds great. Nice. So we've got we've got our songs. I think yeah. I think we we need to get get doing doing to other work now. I was gonna say, what do we do now? What do we do now? What we have to do <laughs> what do we is do that uh, we can do in this format. We need now? To, we need to find a drummer. Okay, that's drummer first that and we'll foremost. Play. Yeah, find somebody who can pound those skins. Yeah, um, get them to learn the songs, and then we get into a room and jam, and and do that kind of stuff. Um, I think next week what we should do is. Uh, Make the make Razor final. Just pop the yeah, pop the original yeah, we'll, guitar parts we'll back on. in, um, and and maybe maybe start talking about players and start thinking about who we can kick some of this stuff to. I mean, we have we have some local players that we know we want to ask to to do like the show, right? Um, but I think uh, getting like thinking about who we who else we want to play on it. Mm-hmm. I think would be uh, would be a good good place to go, Dave. Your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's the next stage of it. Now that we're kind of coming to the conclusion about what the arrangements are and everything, you know. Um, yeah, who who are the players going to be? You know, drummer obviously being the foundational piece. So that's first kind of finding out who that's going to be. Right. Like for the recordings too, do we use one drummer or do we use a couple different ones? Do other, I feel like the songs are, are in the same wheelhouse enough to where if we find someone that's going to be great for one of them, they're going to be great for all of them. Yeah. So I don't think it's a situation where it's like, this song really has this kind of flavor and we need to get someone that's good at this and things like that. Do you think like, I mean, just a thought it's like, maybe try and like stay away from the guys you normally play with in your bands, you know, right. Like, I know, you know, yeah. I'm talking about Chris Waterbury for you, Jimmy. And I know that guy, AJ, right. For you. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe like, not obviously not because they're of a talent thing. Cause obviously they're great, but like, right. but just to like have a different, just have team, a different thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be its own thing. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's rather than relying on guys we know can get the job done, but it's like, Oh, is this like half a super group now? What is this? You know? Right. Like, right. For, to give it its own like personality and its own thing, you know? Yeah. yeah I, I think, I think that's a good point because um, I mean, if we get as, as awesome as AJ and Chris both are, if we get either of them, the fact that it's like our voices and our style, especially Especially AJ because these songs are a little more heavy. Right. It's going to sound like something heavy. Right. You know? Um, and then to a lesser extent, Chris, it's gonna have kind of the same a similar thing, I yeah. think. Um Right, like it's like maybe like I'm just like this isn't a suggestion. I'm just like like say if right. you reached out to like Nadal from Rebel Nine, that would be different. Like you guys playing with him per se. Right, I'm, right. Like, I'm not saying that should yeah. be it. I'm just saying as an right. example. Yeah, you know? like like at least that that combination hasn't happened yet. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I mean my my actual like first thought was Jeff, um, but. I know he's busy. I know he's got a lot of things on his plate. Right. So between fun to play with just to play with. Yeah, yeah. Like playing with Jeff 
made me want to be a better player. Mm-hmm. Like him and Ryan, and I, I, I don't know if I've gone on record saying it on here, but I know I've said it to you a number of times. Yeah. Him and Ryan, like. This is the rhythm section of Last Turn Off Broadway. For yeah. All of you. They, they made me, because they've been playing together since they were like 15. They're both. Uh, classically cha- trained musicians they both went to berkeley they like right the whole nine and then like me being in a room with them it only happened a few times but it was just the three of us a few times and to me i was like holy shit i am learning and i need to be better mm-hmm. so that's that's one of my thoughts let me say yeah. this about like working with you guys on that project fucking like they're both so fucking good. I mean, and I'm going to like say about Ryan specifically is the, the actual bass he used, his level of talent, how he played and, and how we got the sound of that. It fits so perfectly in the mix. It's like, I built a chain for him, like based off what he was doing. It was so fucking easy to get that bass to fucking right. sit right. You know? Yeah. And that's like, goes to like what I always tell people and everybody, like, I wonder if everybody thinks it's bullshit and lip service that no, if you've got the right player and the right fucking acts and everything, you're done. You know, right. it's like right there at the right part. It's like, I don't have to do shit except yeah. a little bit of sweetening and stuff because mm-hmm. that is how much that means basically. And he was a perfect example of that, Ryan, like where it's like, holy shit, for once I'm not fighting the bass. You know, not sure. to knock on anybody else. That's just he's that good. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it it, it is, and I'm not saying he's not that good, but he is that good. But it's also knowing your place. Yeah, like oh, sure. he knows where he belongs. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that he's a you know classically trained musician and he knows about frequencies and all that kind of stuff. He already like he knows where he's got to dial his stuff into. Right. He's like, okay, well, this is where I'm not going to hurt this person, but I'm going to kind of peek out over here so people can hear it. So from that respect, he knows his place yeah, we, in a lot of ways. So. We, Choosing his parts and, like, dialing in his tone. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, knowing the complete picture, that's huge, you know? Yeah. Not yeah, going well, against the grain, you know? Like, knowing what it means. No. We use tones based off of stuff he sent Monty. Oh yeah, that's know, right. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, for for all of our stuff, really. Yeah, you know. And honestly, like the chain that I developed for him on Last Turn Off Broadway, that like the bass chain, I still use it on every bass player to this day. That's where I start, and then I start right. making adjustments from there because it can't be the exact same thing. So right. Talk about different players, different axes, all that. Right. Right. Different parts, arrangements, but I always start there because I'm like, God damn, that was legendary. That tone, that idea, all of it. I was like, but it doesn't sound the same on everybody. Just like a suit right. don't fit somebody the same. If you, right, you know, of course, it's like, yeah, yeah. but. I start there because I know that that fucking worked like a charm, you know. If I start there and then just build from there, great. You know? Now, out of curiosity, uh, is that a DI chain or is that is that a chain that you put on his amp? I'm talking about the mixing phase of it where, like, I'm kind of, you know, I use, I believe his chain was the amp with two mics on it and two DIs. There was the direct out of his head okay. and the DI clean too. Oh, okay. And I think it was a four channel thing going on. So it was the two mics, the two directs, the colored and uncolored. And mm-hmm. then 
I kind of sent them all to one bus, and that's the chain okay. I'm talking about where I build from there. Yeah, like the the final stage. Because the other part that makes this whole story legendary is after Dave had specifically reached out to him to compliment him on how fucking awesome his his rig sounds, and we all said, "Dude, your bass sounds." amazing and terrific and oh it's so good i know where it's going <laughs> he sold the bass and sold the head is he hanging out with frank uh, right well no frank sells it mid-recording so mm. well that's unique, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and you know what like he he's still you know he he's still his stuff still sounds great but yeah at right. the same time it's like dude you just recorded something that's that literally is head and shoulders above any sound that I've n normally heard on a record. Right. And you went and you just, you threw all, you just sold all that gear. <laughs> you sold it all away. But here's the thing with Ryan yeah. though. He could play on a shit amp and a shit bass and still sound great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the player, not the it gear. It really is. You know? It really is. It just was a great, like, you know, kind of. The gear meeting. makes it easier. Everything came yeah. together. Yeah. It was like, player first and foremost player axe rig perfect fucking storm basically yeah okay. the, the the player can make any rig and any instrument sound like them with varying degrees of effort <laughs> if you have the player and the gear the together there's no effort and it's just right yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's easy you know? peasy but like that yeah. that to speaking to that whole thing that first fucking First scene in It Might Get Loud with Jack White shows mm -hmm. him building that one string thing yeah, on that on the block of wood. Plywood. <laughs> and you're like, what's he fucking doing? You're like, watch it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it plugs in into this little like pig nose or shit bird amp and he just rips on it like with that slide. Have you seen on that? No, no, no. Dude, you've oh, got to see, see it. it. You have to see it. Okay. And that's it's what so I good. said to myself. I was like, this guy definitely deserves to be in the room with the edge and Jimmy Page. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause he's fucking. Look what he's doing right now. Yeah, he just blew it out. It's amazing. Like, it's fucking great. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, he's one of those people that it took a while for him to to for people to realize the credit that he deserves. Right. Like, that was my watershed moment with him, where I'm yeah. like, holy shit, this guy really is a legend, isn't he? That was one of those. That was one of those documentaries that like one of those things that I either watch or I listen to that fundamentally changes how I approach certain Absolutely. things. Yeah. That was and one that was of those... the point of the whole thing, I think. Yeah. Was the best part to me, other than that beginning right there, is when Jimmy starts playing Ramble on and the look on both Edge right. and Jack's face. Like the camera pants them, they're like, they both have that, oh my God, Jimmy Page is playing Ramble on right in front of me right now, showing me right. how he did it, you know? And they were both like kids on Christmas fucking morning. Yeah. You know? I, I love getting swept into that because, uh, to be completely honest, those are three guitar players that I didn't really and don't really like they're not in my list of people that i listen to a lot right. or or that or you really don't kind of like try to replicate know, or, i I, yeah. I know for a fact how important and how great each one is but they're just not the ones that i kind of like look at or looked up right. to or any of that so going in and seeing that and being like, okay, it's three guys that I'm not super interested in, but I am interested in their mindset for songwriting and playing and stuff because they're all so different from each other. And then getting swept into it and being like, oh, wow, this is changing my way of thinking on stuff, even though I don't 
use or do anything that any of them do. And now yeah. I'm approaching my stuff different because hmm. of it. It's it's really good. It's a really and good. And me being such a big fan of both Jimmy Page and The Edge, you know, right. I was clearly like all about Jack White after watching it, like going like, "Fuck, right. he really belongs with these guys." It's like, son yeah. of a bitch, he's that yeah. guy. And now, like when I hear his solo work, I mean, he was just on SNL a couple of months ago, and he just, I mean, He's he so just good. keeps coming yeah. up with great shit. I He's mean, so like, good, man. What the fuck? It's like I remember it was, it was like a, it, it might have been a year ago. He was getting a bunch of shit online because there was um, there was footage of him on stage playing a um, one of the Eddie Van Halen guitars. Oh yeah, and it wasn't like his airline guitar or some old ass instrument or anything like that. And they asked him about it in an interview, and he was like, he was like, yeah. But I mean, like, it's so easy to play. <laughs> it's like, why do I want to fight everything all the time? <laughs> and didn't like, no, like, didn't, like well, how? Why am I the guy that's not allowed to play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why do I need to play a fifty-year-old guitar yeah, that's why, in shit uh, condition? Well, just because I did something once means I got to do it all the time. Like, what? <laughs> right. Just because like his mo is like using shit gear usually. You know? Right. And like, he was he was like, man, I just. I just didn't feel like fighting it, <laughs> like for this night. <laughs> him and his band, the current band he has right now, it's like when you watch him, and this is what like I'm trying to tell people all the time. It's like that's what we're talking about in in an age where we can kind of create anything, make magic with all the technology. It still means something when a bunch of fucking killer players get together and play together and have yeah. chemistry and lay it all out there on the floor. Jack still does that, even though he lives in the modern world perfectly with everybody and he's making contemporary good rock music. But it's still done in a way that most people aren't doing it, where they're just still like cutting yourself open and bleeding all over the stage. Yeah, space, yeah, his you know? his his flavors all over it. I, I love that he I love that he took two completely different bands out on tour to do the same sets. He just had one band that was all dudes and one band that was all girls. And he would decide randomly which night which band was playing. Really? And he would be like, yeah, it gives it a different vibe, different feel. That's interesting. Everything's played a little different. And he like took literally like, there were two buses. <laughs> Two different bands. That's and he would make the call that night. And he would like make the call like that oh, day or that night. That's <laughs> like, like that's like next level fucking. Yeah, right he'd be like, ah, I want you guys tonight. <laughs> this is what I'm feeling. And and he was like, it's a different vibe on stage. It's a different whole aura to the show. It's a different thing. Even if you're playing the same songs, everybody's playing it a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Like how in the moment can you be if you're that's just wild. like, I'm gonna do different musicians tonight. I'm feeling the A team tonight. I'm feeling the B right. team. Did he ever cross them? Like I'm taking you and you, and then you and you. I don't know. I don't know if he ever did that. Um, I, I, I saw like a couple different things about it that he was doing that, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's really weird it's and wild and cool." <laughs> like, fucking I wild. can't even imagine that. One, I can't imagine like it's not even like uh, he's extremely successful, but he's not still making white stripes money. You know, like nobody's records, making that money. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> right. His and that's what I'm saying. So he's paying oh, two yeah. different sets of music, and it's not a four-piece band. Right. Oh he's, yeah, yeah. Know, he's like, got a keyboard. Like he's, he's got, got a couple keys, guitar players. He's got yeah. guitar players. He's got you know like percussion. He's got people. And that you're talking different sounding backup vocals. You're talking different <laughs> like everything. 
this is what you do when you're at that level though like like, where do you go from here to make like make it creatively interesting for yourself and stuff you know right yeah like prince was doing that too the last couple of years prince was like you know before he passed away he had a group called third eye girl yeah and i got to see them at city winery one night you know it was a surprise show from prince and my ex-wife was huge into the city winery thing so she was on their email list meanwhile we got she was getting ready to go to bed i was getting ready to come back down here to work in the studio and she gets an email at 11 o'clock at night prince tonight 2 a.m city winery so Dude. we jumped in the car and i never yeah. talked so fast in the Manhattan. <laughs> yeah and how do you well, not? He, didn't, he didn't come out on stage till about three but he played with because new power generation had a residency that week so he was everybody's wondering is he going to come is he going right, to show right. up and everything and he did but he also brought third eye girl with him to the That's three awesome. girls in the band so yeah. they took over for a couple of songs they just grabbed the gear that whatever new power generation were playing yeah. on they jumped up and they were this drummer she was like one of the best drummers i ever fucking heard you know nice. and the guitar player and bass player were great too but this is what Prince was doing. Well, it's dude, like, if yeah, gonna, I'm going to get with all right. these girls. If you're going to you know? play with Prince, you know, yeah. like. I mean, like, shit. They, and they had just flown in from Portugal that night, too. They were on tour in Europe. They flown in a couple hours later. They're playing City Winery. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll go play a gig. Fuck it. You know? Well, again, Prince. Prince, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what legends do, though. Fucking yeah. crazy fucks. You yeah. Know? yeah. Right? Yeah. Because they can. Yes. Just because well, they fucking can. And 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 because. How, like, every time you have a thought of, like, how awesome would it be if, like, they can do that and go, okay. They can make it happen. Let's do it. They have the beans to make it happen. So, like, someone was like, how awesome would it be if you, like, were able to go on tour with two separate bands? Huh, that would be awesome. Hey, can Motley Crue borrow I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) What a mess. I'm sorry. I, I, what a mess that is! I they just want to. I mean, and John they barely Five's have the band great. they have. I'm John Five's great, by the way. I mean, I'm happy mm-hmm. he got the gig. But the fact that like now Mick Mars is suing them, Vince Neil can't carry a tune in a fucking bucket at this point. Right, I mean, right. it's like, it's like, what are you doing? Didn't you retire a few years ago? What is this? I, I love, I love how how uh, how Mick Mars is kind of telling everybody like, I don't know what you guys think, but Nikki Six isn't a good bass player. It's like. You no, say that like know. nobody knows. We know. <laughs> this is like we get this. We, this we've known this for years. I don't In fact, know. I always say, up until a couple of years ago, when I started getting a little bit better at playing bass on certain people's records, I mean, like, I just because nobody usually has bass, so I'm like, all right, I'll put it down. And it's like, oh, right. I'm actually starting to understand. I'm not just playing Nikki Six bass anymore. Right, That's right. What I would say, you know, it's like <laughs> I'm actually playing bass now, not Nikki Six bass, which is interpretation, a guitar player. Just playing bass. Right, right. Following the route, you know. Hey, we got a hey. Hey from (laughs) St. Louis Cardinals. Cool. Hey. That looks like a whiskey there, too. It does look like a whiskey. Wow. Cheers. Cheers to you. Uh, You know what? You know what I think we should do right about now, Jimmy? I think we should introduce some of the instruments that will be on this record because... We are obligated to do so, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go grab them. Yeah, go for it. Um, you so, tell the story. All right. So so here's kind of a cool story. Um, I was uh, introduced to and became friends with um, people from Michael Kelly Guitars a couple of years ago. And uh, Steve Paisani, 
who um, people in Long Island are going to know um, from both working at Sam Ash and getting guitars for major artists for years. So, you know, this is the dude that like Ace Frehley would call and say, like, I need this. And he'd be like, I'll get it for you. Like, this was that guy. The guitar headhunter. The guitar headhunter du jour. Great guitar player. Um, plays in, a, I think he's only in one band now. We're going to have him on. We're going to have him on and do an interview with him and talk to him about the guitars and all that stuff. But he is now basically running Michael Kelly Guitars. Um, so I worked with him a few years ago when I did the uh, Jimmy's Blue Notebook record with getting grabbing a, uh, a guitar to play on stage when I was going and doing shows uh, based on that. The Jimmy's Blue Notebook record that I did with Mr. David Caggiano. Of course! Which was a solo acoustic record that I did. Um, God, six years ago now, I think. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, Holy something God. like that. Holy crap. Uh, Actually, yeah. This could be seven years ago. Even. Yeah, crazy. Um, so, we've just kind of been in contact since then. Our bands have played together. Um, our good buddy uh, Mark Weiss uh, mm -hmm. has uh, kind of He's helped out. He he was um, managing Craving Strange for a while, um, and then he's still him and I still work together, and we're working on stuff for the podcast yeah. and all this. So uh, so we reached out to him because um, Mike already had this bass, this yeah. Michael Kelly bass, this fine instrument right here. Um, actually, uh, most of the something heavy stuff. I actually recorded on this. The uh, it's a five string. Um, what's cool about it is it actually switches active and passive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great, great sounding instrument. I really, really loved it. I went in going for a Fender Jazz Bass and uh, ended up with that. I love the finish on it too. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They had they had one in red. I was gonna get the red one, and then out of the corner of my eye, I saw that. And I was like, ooh, it's the same one. Ooh, it's yellow. That's a cool finish. It's yeah, right. different. It's yeah. super different. Yeah, I want to like just, just, just because. Like we got to get it up like close. Yeah, to that's like neat. That's really camera. neat. Like, it's unique. It's that's, really, that's why I was really like, looks like a coffee cool. table. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. I like. I like that. Yeah, right? one piece. Wow. Really nice. Really pretty. Maple neck, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that will probably make its way on this recording at some point um you know i know we wanted to reach out to some bass players but uh but uh we might be doing some stuff in-house or making be... them play it what or making them play or make them play it if they're local it, honestly yeah because it, it's it's nice um, um so yeah so, so so we got that uh if you've if anybody here has been on strangerhoodtv.com which is our youtube page to see um, any of the Bacon's My Podcast episodes or jumped over and checked out any of the Will It Sound Good Acoustics. Uh, I was doing those for a while and you'll see the Michael Kelly acoustic that I use um, quite a bit. That that made its made its way onto those videos yep. quite a bit of times. Between that and like my Yamaha, like kind of going back and forth with those. It's a beautiful guitar, really nice acoustics. Really um, nice. Yeah, I it's still got play the, it all the time. The, the hole up at top. Sound hole up on top, which is projecting at me, which is amazing because 
It's you so great it. to hear it. <laughs> there was a Gibson, some of the newer Gibson model acoustics are doing that too with the side hole thing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know what it was for even. I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. When I first checked out the guitar, I was like, why is it up here? And then I played and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's why it's up there. Because I can hear everything really clear. Yeah. Even when you're playing like riffy things up on the higher strings with an acoustic, like I'm, I'm hearing it so well from there. And it sounds great plugged in, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but we recently saw they just released uh, one of the things about Michael Kelly guitars is their finishes are pretty extravagant. Like you could see the one that the bass that we just had and uh, a lot of the guitars kind of follow suit with that. It's a lot of those kind of like nice woods, really nice woods. Those like the, the almost the um, like those see through finishes with a lot of like the the matched uh, mm -hmm. the match tops, stuff like that, which really just honestly isn't my style right. at, at at all. For me, um, guitars to me, like uh, I have one guitar that's like green <laughs> and, uh, and I have it because I played it at Nam and I really liked how it played and I found the same exact guitar a, a month later on Reverb that was at Nam, and I got to buy the one that I had in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I have that guitar. Uh, but really, my guitars have always been like black, white, or wood. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I have a Sunburst now that I... Again, I played... If I play something and I love how it feels, I don't worry about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I've never been one for the really flashy finishes. I've always liked matte black things. And I love Telly-style bodies, Les Paul-style bodies. Mm -hmm. And Michael Kelly just came out with this. The hybrid, which is yeah, telly nice. telly style body, uh, matte finish, black maple neck. Is that an ebony? Yeah, yeah, ebony board, ebony fretboard. Um, it's got a fishman in it, so it's got um, the fishman piazza, piazza, pezio, pezio, I believe. Uh, the pickup is basically an acoustic pickup. Mm -hmm. Um, so you could play what sounds like an acoustic guitar here on this. You can also blend it though, which is really cool. Yeah, we've got two humbuckers. Each one can be split. So you can do a single Push coil. Pulls. Um, you can do the blend of the Fishman with either humbucker, both humbuckers, one of them tapped, the other one not tapped, both of them tapped. Like there's so many sonic and then kind of things when you, you when you blend it they actually have a knob to blend the volumes so whatever electric configuration you set up you set up the electric configuration if you want that to also play with the acoustic pickup you can blend how loud you want the acoustic pickup to be versus the uh the electric pickup it's pretty sweet yeah, I mean it's it's the string through body, which I think is really cool. It's really the most versatile versatile guitar that I've ever played, and and you know I've I've kicked it around a few times and uh, ran it through all of my settings, and yeah. it's like pff, this does everything. I was gonna say all the nerd shit aside, when you strum it, you feel it vibrate in your chest when it's unplugged. You feel it vibrate in your hands when it's unplugged. It's resonant. It, it does have a little bit of weight. Really well. it's, it's heavy. It's a little heavier than what I'm used to. I I, I like the, uh, you know, I, I'm usually the the light ass PRS one piece body, but this is I mean the sound and the playability of it 
can't go wrong. Yeah, it's... and they were nice enough to give give to this let us, to us. Well, they let us borrow to, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they let us borrow to it, record but, this uh, record. Good but, luck getting uh, my back. I'm probably gonna keep it. Mm. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. I want it's, one. It's a it's a Jimmy guitar, man. It's 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 heavy. It's matte black. It does all the sounds that I do. <laughs> it does all the sounds that everybody does. But not everybody does them all at the same time. You're right. You're I you know what? You're right. Right? Like if I could pick if I like if I could draw up a guitar, if someone was like, What's a guitar for you? Half my brain goes to like Les Paul, P nineties. Right. You know, because I want that sound. I want that fat single coil sound. I can get that. I also play clean stuff. I play acoustic stuff. I play, you know, like I'm in a band that is Green Day and Foo Fighters and Cheap Trick. I need all those sounds. <laughs> I like the, to be able to have the versatility of having that double coil telly sound, you know, yeah. and also the single coil too. You can kind of go back and forth. It's, it's like kind of like a Swiss Army knife. That it it um, legitimately yeah. is. Dude, it, it's great. I'm really looking forward to tracking with it and, and, and kind of playing with it and yeah. seeing what's up. Because um, I haven't I'm, had a chance to do that yet. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm with the mindset that if you have like a Les Paul and like a Telly, you can get done just about anything. Everything. Right. Those are those were the two guitars I always had in my mind that like, okay, I need the three guitars I need in my life. I need a Les Paul, a Telly, and an acoustic. Yep. And that's, that's it. And because a Strat is a great thing, but it's very specific though. Fender right. Strat. Like it's like it's got a sound. You know, it's like, like sure. you think Jimi Hendrix or Clapton or fucking John Mayer or something, right. you know, guys who like are big champions of that instrument, but it's very specific. And it's like, but sometimes you need, oh, I need a Strat here or something, but like it can, sure. it can get like very one way with that, you know, like kind of like, okay, you don't have a lot of options sometimes with it. Mm-hmm. You need Unless you call. Frankenstein them like I do. Unless you Frankenstein them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Right. Because I I happen to love strats. I love. I know Jimmy's not really a strat guy. Well, I tell you what, I, my music man is closer to a strat sound than it is yes. anything else. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I'm not into the strat body style. Yeah. yeah, that's really it. I love the tone. Yeah, <laughs> they're my strat, but I have, my strat has a double coil in the bridge actually. Oh, nice. And the two I single have, coils, you know. Mm-hmm. I actually I, I have quite a few um, quite a few strats of. Quite a few of them are are built. I built them. Your uh, tobacco burst strat is pretty sick. That is uh, that's just a regular black top, yeah. but they but I I modified it uh, so it's split coil. Mm-hmm. So it's a five way switch on uh, two humbuckers. Yeah, that's got a pretty. I, you know, and I blocked the bridge. I've played that one. I love that one. It's really nice. It's it's uh, it's one of my go tos for sure. Okay. But I also I, I also decided because I fell in love with the PRS baritone, I built a uh, Strat baritone, mm-hmm. and uh, threw a PRS pickup in it, and it's uh, it sounds like a PRS. I like your silver Jaguar because I had one and I yeah. miss it. Yeah, I traded it for work to be done on my van. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I needed ball joints on my van, and I couldn't pay for them. And I was like, I have this guitar. <laughs> and they were like, yes, and some money. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I miss it. I, I, but, <laughs> but Dave, the, the blacktop 
strat pickup, the the bridge pickup. I love that pickup. I love it mm-hmm. so much. Uh, yeah, you can. So I I used to kind of like I was a, a a build junkie for a while, and I would actually go out and I found out what the manufacturer was and and all that stuff because the the black tops are are not an American made right. Um, so I found out the manufacturer and stuff like that, and I started buying them. And you could buy the pickups for like twenty five bucks. Oh. The blacktop ones. Yeah, so I, I used to have them. I threw them in a whole bunch of guitars because I just lo- love the sound of them. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, I actually have it. It's in both the, the Jag and, and the Sunburst. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah. And this is how we nerd out. But, yeah, we'll be using we'll be using the Michael Kelly yes, guitars. Yes, sorry. We do recording. digress. <laughs> Michael Kelly guitars. Uh, and, yeah, they're great. It's yeah, great. I'm Go check them out. Check out the site. Um... And we're going to have uh, Steve Pazani on the show soon. Uh, he had to deal with Nam. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody had to deal with Nam, yeah. except for us. Right. <laughs> oh, they're doing Nam now? Wasn't that a January? It was, yeah. No, it was uh, a week ago, two weeks ago. Well, yeah, they they used to do it in January, but yeah. they bumped it. Um, was it last year they changed it? Last year they changed yeah. it, yeah, because they were just doing one instead of two. Instead of doing January and then a summer one, then July. They, were just, they were just doing one kind of in between the two. Okay. I've never done them. I don't, I never, like, I'm too cheap to go fly on the California. I, I did hear that, yeah. I heard that um, the Nashville NAM in July was good too. Um, it was more of a, it was less of a spectacle. Yeah. And more of a, like, get to business kind of stuff. I was at NAM twice. I had a great time both times. Um, I made a lot of contacts. Uh, I learned a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's that's what it was for. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's kind of what it was. Um, it was cool. It was a good time. I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time there. I would I would go again. I, I hung out with uh with with Steve at the Michael Kelly booth. Oh okay. for, for a lot of it. Um yeah, so it was it was a good time. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Yeah. My favorite my favorite part of your NAM experience was the video I got when you you were on the flight home. Uh-huh. From NAM. Oh. And it was uh yes. it was Frank sleeping yes. on the JetBlue uh TV controllers, mm-hmm. which were Jimmy's. I went down on my controllers, so my and screen just kept so kept flipping and I was like okay. And you. and the video that Jimmy sent me of Frank, Frank sleeping in the chair, and then to his face, and then to the flickering TV. Yeah, one of the greatest <laughs> moments in comedy ever. It was good. He was literally it. trying to do the etch a sketch thing like that, right? You know, it's like, oh, it was yeah. amazing. Etch a sketching yeah. your TV screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, oh. I saved that video and gave it to him too. I was like, this was this was my flight home. <laughs> of course you did. I'm so glad you of came. Of course you did. Thanks for coming. <laughs> we, we had a good time. We, we had a good time in him. And we hung he, out with Steve. We hung out with Steve and Randy Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, Steve yeah. and Randy Jackson was, was at Randy the Randy Jackson from American from, Idol or Randy no, Jackson? No, from uh, Zebra. Zebra. From okay. Zebra. He was, he's, a, he's a Michael Kelly artist. So we were, we were at the Michael Kelly booth kind of hanging out and trying the guitars and playing the guitars. And, um, that first Zebra record is really good. Yeah. Tell me what you want, man. Yeah. 
bucket. Nice. It was nice. like, you know, when you think about when that came out, they were flying that like Zeppelin flag kind of in the early yeah. 80s, you know? It was yeah. kind of cool, you know? That's Randy Jackson's a cool dude too, man. Like yeah. I we did um Craving Strange did a couple of shows. We did a show with Zebra and we did a couple of shows with him. But then um randomly uh on the Jimmy's Blue Notebook kind of round of shows, I did a show on a boat with Randy Jackson. <laughs> it was just the two of us playing acoustics on this like on this like uh, booze cruise. Yeah. And we just kind of, it was cool because we were both on a boat and we were both the only people playing. So we just kind of hung out the whole time. <laughs> but it was just, it, it was a cool time. It was fun. And we had, uh, that's the first time that uh, our buddies in the band Sweet Tooth ever saw me. And they just made fun of me the whole time. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that story. And then, uh, and then we played with them like months and months and months later. And they were like, oh my God, that's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's that idiot from the boat <laughs> oh man I remember that yeah. story that's such a good story oh. alright well I think we've got our business done here yeah. so we're going to let everybody go yeah we'll let everybody on Twitch uh, go please stay home. make sure yeah stay home yeah. Uh, please make sure you join us next week where we uh, we'll do something else I don't know what it is it exactly yeah we'll, figure, we'll it figure it out if you're still we'll on this journey with us yeah <laughs> thank uh, you dave thank you for joining uh, us yet also again. fyi uh st louis cardinals plays ukulele and is trying to get into songwriting so i hope you're getting something out of this um yeah. because this has been kind of a a little tour through the at least the recording and songwriting production and songwriting process yeah um it's going to get into the recording process and stuff too uh, as songwriters, this is a really big part of it, and this is cool. So, hopefully, you got something out of it, or yeah. or, or picked up uh, some some knowledge that uh, that Dave has dropped, or uh, found a found a road not to go down that Mike and I have talked about doing. Yeah. Um, and if if you did miss, uh, if you because this is number three with Dave. Yeah. If anybody missed what happened in the past, uh, we actually have episode. One with Dave and episode two with Dave over at StrangerhoodTV.com yep. and on the Bacon's My Podcast uh, podcast feed. Yeah, you can uh, you can hear where these songs started and then kind of check out where they are now as well. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, thank you again for joining us. Everybody in Twitch world, uh, thank you again for joining us. And yeah, uh, if you're if you're in a band or you're a songwriter, or you're working on putting out a record and you want uh, to hire an incredible producer, an incredible engineer, just an incredible other band member that'll help you get through these songs. You see what he's helping us with. And if you like my band or Mike's band, then you've heard stuff that he's had a hand in. Uh, check out Mr. David Caggiano. Where can they, uh, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Um, this is where I'm very I hate this part. I know you hate this part. This is the part. It's exactly why he's doing it, too. No. You know that. No, I think you can do, if you go to facebook.com slash Betamax Artist Development, that's all one word. If you do that, I know that's weird, but like, but if that's all Betamax, like the old VCR thing, you know, Betamax Artist Development, all one word after slash facebook.com, you can get a link to my Spotify 
playlist, which has stuff I produced on. Nice. And featuring uh, both of you guys. Yeah. Whoop whoop. And I think like part of uh, part of my job these days is uh, trying to bring Dave more work. Mm. Um, <laughs> I do that as much. That's worked. I mean, I gotta tell you. I do it as much as I can. So uh, get a hold of me through uh, through bakersbypodcast.com. You can you can send us a message or send us something on one of our socials, and I'll. I'm I'll, internet challenged. I'll I'll hook you up with them too. I'm uh, I'll be a middleman. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. No problem up. with it. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy knows how to send the uh, the carrier pigeon. I do. I do. I'm an expert carrier pigeon sender. Well, he's been there so many times. Too, I have. So. I have. <laughs> the, the pigeon, I'm saying. The pigeon, the pigeon has also, yes. So, uh, yeah. So check out Jimmy's band, Craving Strange. CravingStrange.net. Check out Mike's band, Something Heavy. Uh, new single coming out tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. For real tomorrow, because we're live. Yeah, That's we great. are live. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're working on some stuff. We're working on some stuff where we're uh, we're going to work with Dave. Yeah, on some stuff. Nice. Yes. yes Me, yes. my own self, Mike, on all the socials. Jimmy G shoes on all the socials. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you uh, for being Twitchers. We appreciate it. Thanks for twitching with us, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Later. What's your bacon? What's your goddamn bacon?